Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about what is normal fighting in marriage and, you know, am you know the question we get a lot is like am i normal like you know probably not but like it's okay we're not all we're not all um made to be what's considered normal but you know what is normal fighting in marriage and you know we get this question a lot because honestly there's a lot of confusion around what is a healthy you know not only marriage but what is healthy fighting in marriage yeah relationships there's so many questions that come about with this and i and i love this question it's one of those that like really sparks something in me (laughs) um and like is it normal like well it's normal i think it's normal am i normal is our is our marriage normal like isn't this what people do and there's just so many questions that come about when it comes to fighting and just disagreements and so we're gonna address those today yeah the excuse people use is like they they say things like you know well there's no perfect marriage like no there's not um because no one's perfect but people use that as a like an excuse to validate bad behavior in a lot of ways um and and especially when it comes to fighting and stuff like that is like this is just what's normal it's like no it's not not really so we're going to talk about this and so there's typically two groups there's two main groups here and so group a we're just gonna call them group a there's typically that group of people who think that in marriage there should be no disagreements everything should be blissful and they should be completely on the same page any sign of disagreement signals a freak out and things are failing and you know like doomsday because in marriage like you should be on the exact same page with no fighting or disagreements or like difference of opinions at all you should just agree and follow the man's lead (laughs) yeah Yeah. these are the same people that think love and relationships should be easy (laughs) and these are the same people that kind of step out the relationship and like oh well i'm with this affair partner there's not really living in real reality or life at a real life i'm just living this false reality of not doing real life with the person. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, it's, it's easy. Of course it's easy. It's not real. And you've oftentimes built a false narrative, but 
regardless, people think relationships and love should be easy here. They get this idea from the notebook and fairy tale stuff and all this other crap lots, out there. Lots of other um, just drama and uh, media. Maybe not, like, maybe not the notebooks, the best idea. They fight in that one. But like more of like the Disney Hallmark stuff. Hallmark, like that. Hallmark's mainly it, you know. But then there's also Group B, right? This is another set of people. And this is where most people fall into. They think that, you know, they're normal. Like things are normal. And what's normal in a marriage is for there to be yelling, arguing, probably slamming things around, maybe throwing things, hitting the wall, or, you know, throwing the doors open so hard they like punch holes in the wall and stonewalling or going days without talking, you know, or getting into arguments and then someone leaves and it might be for hours or even the night just because like there's a blow up. And like this atmosphere, a lot of people think is normal. Now, it may not be all aspects, but most certainly like the yelling and the arguing and slamming and just being really loud and stonewalling. All of those is typically pretty normal uh, and where most people fall into. Yeah. Hey, th- these are these are places where honestly, like this is where I would say you grew up a lot of the time. Yeah. But uh, we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about some three different topics here, but before we do that. So, yes, before we dive into like the, the three main topics here, we want to like discuss and because typically, you know, most people really are, are category A, like that group A, and then the second one is group B. But then obviously there are people who fall in between, you know, or a little bit of both. But let's really actually reframe this question. So instead of being like, am I normal? Is this normal? Let's reframe it to an accurate question. So our question today isn't going to be like really what's normal. Let's talk about like what is actually healthy fighting. Like what what should it look like and not let's go on just normal. And so in that we are going to be talking about three main topics yep. today. They're going to be normal versus healthy. Will there still be fights, you know, after everything's good, right? And then what is healthy fighting? So we're going to yeah. be talking about all those things. And see, when we were on Hell on Earth, I truly thought in in relationships that yelling, screaming, slamming things, and you know, all that quote unquote fun, um, drastic, dramatic showdown was normal. I really did. And so that was what, what went on in our household. And it was normal. That was normal for what I had seen. Growing up, I saw a lot of chaos, a lot of yelling then really grew up with the belief that the louder you are, the righter you are. <laughs> and, and you know, I carried that into this marriage, like trying to be heard and prove my point. So, you know, it, you know, seeing, seeing cops being called. And I was actually talking with my brother about that the other day about how, um, you know, he had run away, had cops called and, you know, just all kinds of like the chaos, right. Of like, that is what normal was to me of just like loud screaming yelling just dramatic anytime like there was problems or disagreements yeah i mean we would have fights and stuff in our home and stuff that i saw growing up but it wasn't definitely nothing like that <laughs> um a lot of it was more of i would say shutting down um mostly but there were fights and stuff uh, but it just wasn't like ex- that extreme and so while my side obviously was not shutting down and it was very vocal, very vocal, and then Tommy was more shut down, you, you can see how it just continued to spiral. But even though they both were normal for us, it wasn't right. So this is where we're going to be defining the difference between normal and healthy, because just because that was what was normal for me doesn't mean it was right. 
So that's a huge aspect. Catch that, you know, gotta, gotta pay attention to these little small things, right? So just because something is normal, it doesn't make it right or the standard. Yeah. Normal is, is conforming to a, basically a standard, usual, typical, expected, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Like in some places it's normal to walk around, you know, naked, obviously, but like, you know, you can't really do that here in the States, at least most places. I mean, Austin, I've seen people do it, but there's the, designated but, like places, but outside yeah, of that, you could probably go to jail. Some funny stories about that, uh, on accident, seeing some stuff, but anyways, uh, regardless, uh, that being said, still, it's one of those places, most places you can't go to jail for it. Uh, it's just not acceptable. Yeah, but in some places that's normal. And in some places it's really normal to eat insects and things like spiders and uh, like tarantulas and crickets. Like, ooh, let's like cover some crickets and stuff in chocolate. Uh, no, eh, no, like they eat roaches. That's disgusting. That's appalling and revolting. Absolutely a nope. no-go for me. Nope. The only way I would ever eat a roach is if someone had a gun to one of their heads, my wife, my kids. I, that's the only way. If it was me, I'd be like, no, just shoot me. I'm not eating it. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> like not right. happening. So again, normal for some people does not mean that's okay or, you know, accepted here. So, you know, there is a difference between like normal and like cultural normal and those aspects versus, you know, what, like what actually how God designed things. So that's a big aspect because if you try and like feed people insects and bug here, there's like massive chaos. Like there's this thing about people putting like big companies putting crickets, like crushed up crickets in the food. And it has caused a massive like spiraling and chaos right here. Right. So to clarify, what you see as normal is relative to what you're accustomed to, what you have been shown, what you have been taught, how you grew up. So just because something is normal to you, it doesn't make it right. Yeah. This is why we're honestly challenging you to seek what is healthy how a marriage was designed by number one, our creator, obviously, because he's the one that designed marriage uh, versus what is normal in your limiting, limited lens of life. You know, what I tell people is like, God doesn't create crap. We create crap. Like, yeah. you know, when it comes down <laughs> to like the, you know, if God created marriage, it isn't going to be garbage. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where like we have, you know, contorted it and sin has made it bad in a lot of different ways, ultimately. But uh, regardless, anyways, we're going to dive into what is a healthy fighting. What is healthy fighting versus unhealthy? Yes. And so healthy fighting is very constructive, right? There's there's a lot of constructiveness. There's good things that come out of it. While unhealthy fighting is very deconstructive. It's very, it's going to be tearing things apart. It's going to be adding more problems, more chaoticness, more division. So healthy is constructive and positive things come out of it. Like you're building, you're growing together unhealthy is going to be deconstructive. It's going to be tearing things down, tearing the relationship down and causing more and more division. Absolutely. So healthy fighting, it is one of those things where it still honors and respects both people. Uh, at the same time, both people are still being heard and understood. They're also not having to sacrifice any things like morals, boundaries, ethics, principles, values. There, there's a lot of things there, but also unhealthy there is a lot of disrespect someone or probably both honestly people are not actually heard or understood and a lot of times one is really sacrificing i would say a lot of themselves their identity a lot of things you really just 
out of the sake of like people pleasing, keeping peace. That and false it, sense of peace. Yeah, it's, it's a, not real it, peace. It's a false sense of peace. I'll call it, you know, conflict avoidance, but it's basically, you know, avoiding things, avoiding confrontation. And I understand why you get to a point where like if the other person's yelling, they don't want to listen. It's kind of like they're aware of the highway. I understand, but there's right ways and wrong ways to do it for both ends. Yeah, because in that unhealthy aspect right there, that just builds a lot of resentment and anger when one person is sacrificing themselves out of like, you know, keeping the quote unquote peace because it's not real peace. There's internal turmoil and it's building. It's that volcano building before it erupts. But another one is like healthy fighting. The environment is safe. There's a safe environment emotionally, mentally, and physically. So that means, you know, there's not yelling, screaming, slamming things. Things are not being thrown, uh, you know, not like threatening to stab one another, threatening to run over one another, like just kind of naming off some of the things we've done. (laughs) Some of them. We've done all those things plus more. Uh, You know, so you know, busting bottles, like throwing stuff like no, none of that. Right. So, um, or like attacking, no, but like it's, no. it's actually a safe environment for healthy fighting. Also, by the way, like we said, we've done all these things. Is it okay? No, obviously no. not. That's why we're saying it's not the healthy way uh, to do things. And you know, any, we don't ever suggest separation unless there's physical continuous physical violence against the other person outside of that. It's, it's really not beneficial. No. Um, but yeah. On the other hand, unhealthy fighting does have all those things. So like the yelling, screaming, belittling, there's attacking, attacking of character, attacking of just like the, who the person is, bashing the other person, just putting them down, just like literally slaughtering them and tearing them up with your words. There's a lot of assumptions. Uh, I know Tommy and I both used to be really quick with our tongues. And so it was not a safe environment because we would literally slice and dice each other with our words. Yeah. And we were really good at getting what I call like ammunition, especially for me. I would get ammunition and collect data and then like throw it in her face. Um, Mm. And Mm. a lot of the times, and that did not go over well. No. Uh, (laughs) Even if it was from a, even if it was at some rare random point from a, you know, air quote, you know, good place to try and prove, you know, hey, look, you need to change. Um, it didn't go well. Yeah, that whatsoever. how it was presented was not good, right? So most certainly just don't take that approach. But another one is healthy, you know, in healthy fighting, both people, both people get to express themselves, their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own feelings, and in that safe place that we just mentioned, right? So they both have that freedom to truly express themselves, to be to be themselves and then express like their true emotions, like their true thoughts of like what's going on without worry of attack or like, what's the other one going to do? Or, you know, what's the repercussions and punishment going to be for me speaking my mind, right? So healthy doesn't have that. Whereas the unhealthy fighting is where one person keeps saying like, Oh, I know, I know you told me this. You told me this before. Are you done complaining? Are you done nagging yet? Can you shut up? Can we move on? I already know what you're going to say. Like we've, we've done, had this conversation or just simply just telling the other person what they're going to say. Like, Oh, I already know what you're going to say. You're going to say this. And it's like, uh, you have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> like, Give me that space. Right. So it, that's all very, very toxic. You don't want to be in that aspect. Yeah. So healthy fighting allows for space and time 
to think about pro- and process things through things, through ideas, through, you know, thoughts, through, you know, if you really understand how to get to deeper issues, those things too. But unhealthy is someone needing to fix things right now, like right, right now. And, you know, that was me, not going to lie. But, yes. you know, we're, you know, we're going to talk about this now because I want to, right? And it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter, to, you know, it does, doesn't really fix anything. It doesn't matter if it's dinner time, guests are here, it's bedtime. It's like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning before you know it. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, this is the type of stuff that, like, people that learn through degrees would have no clue about. They were like, what? What are you doing up at 3 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, like, I don't know. I've never been there. I wouldn't know how I even got there. <laughs> yeah. this stuff irrelevant people, like, don't even know. Anyways, like, you know, I was here, and I was the person that wanted to had to fix it. And this boiled down to, like, other things like identity. But it was one of those things where... I had to fix it. It would, I would chase her around, follow her around, and zero, yeah. zero, or whatsoever um, <laughs> care about whether timing was right, whether I wanted to discuss it or not. Had zero care. So guess what? That only fueled a much bigger fight, especially when he would wake me up. That's a no go. Don't ever wake your spouse up to like argue. Come on, no. Like I feel like I, I feel like that shouldn't have to be said, but it should be said. Do not wake your spouse up. Mm-mm. that's their job. Like they can wake up when they need to be waking up. Uh, and don't, don't do what I used to do either. Like, so well, I didn't wake them up. They just woke up. No, probably what you did was you tossed and turned inside really loud. Like I used to. And then that woke them up and they're like, what can you go another room or they'll leave and be like, well, then you start a fight and you start trying to talk mm-hmm. about things. Did that a lot too. Yes. Again, and again, people would not know this. Also don't do it like right at dinner time, like, or right in front of your kids. Problems should be discussed in private. Don't do it when guests are at your house. That's awkward. I have been at people's house and like they got into a disagreement and it's awkward. I'm like, I want to leave. Right. Because like that's just things that should be settled in private in a calm way and not aggressively or yelling and those types of things. So another form of healthy fighting, you stay on topic and you address the issues at hand. That means like whatever it is that got brought up, you address that topic, only that topic. You're not going back. Like you're not like bringing up everything. You're just going to be talking casually about that one topic and getting a resolution on it. Yeah. And I know some people are going to come up here and be like, see, they said to leave the past in the past. No, that's not what we said. Hmm. It's not what we said. Stop manipulating me. That's not what I said. I said, she said what she said, but like what I'm going to tell you is just because it's in the past what happened 20 years ago doesn't mean that it's over. Nope. I hate to tell you that, but that's not how it works. Time does not heal wounds whatsoever. That's why you're still dealing with the crap. Yes. And so in that healthy fighting, one, one issue, one topic, address that one thing. Unhealthy goes from one topic, like oh, you forgot to do the dishes, to include everything they've ever gone wrong in the marriage and essentially brings up like so many different things. Tommy, I can't believe you didn't do the dishes. Like, oh, it's like a never ever win with you. You're forgetting to do the laundry, you forget to do the dishes. And, you know, you don't remember when it's like my birthday or do you ever care about my opinion? Gosh, it just takes me back to that one time that I caught you like messaging this girl and I just don't trust you. And, you know, I tried to be on the same page with you with the kids and we just cannot, I just, I just can't with you. It's like, wow, what? Word vomit. So, (laughs) well, 
yet one, this is wrong. Two, like that that's number one, that's wrong how you do that. Two, like when it comes to like this type of stuff, the reason that happens is because they that's been never that they've almost never that they've pretty much been heard and understood truly on a deep enough level to even understand it. And so there's no healing, no closure, nothing. And so, you know, and then when you guys don't even know how to communicate to begin with on a deep level, um, most people don't even know how to get to their own deep rooted beliefs on a subconscious level to be, to understand themselves that much, much less being able to communicate to someone else. Absolutely. And so that's a, that's a big issue. Another thing of healthy fighting is there's an actual true resolve. Like he was just mentioning in healthy and healthy fighting and disagreements, like there's a true resolve. You're actually resolving the issue. The problem that is brought up is addressed, resolved, where both people are heard and respected. They're both heard and understood. And there's a solution that they both win. One person isn't sacrificing their identity or their values or their morals, right? Like they both win. They're both moving forward. Again, this is a constructive thing where the relationship is growing forward together. And that issue is now resolved and they can lay it to rest because they're both heard and understood and there's a resolution. Whereas unhealthy, typically there's either an avoidance or a shutdown period or someone pretends that it wasn't an issue at all and they're like, oh, let's just keep pushing forward or let's just move forward and not talk about it anymore. That was me. I was like, can we just be happy? Let's not, let's just forget it. Forget it, move on. The sweeping it under the rug does not work. And there's a couple different things to understand, like pitfalls that people can fall in here, because I don't want people to think you can just communicate about it in a calm, cool, collective way where you don't shut down, where you both are, and I use air quotes, heard. And the reason why I use heard is because if you don't know how to really truly communicate on a deep level, it's not just about listening. It's not just about, you know, understanding what the person is saying. It's about them being able to communicate on a very deep level and then understanding and then being able to have the true healing. But you're not going to be able to get to that, what's really going on. You don't even know on a conscious level. So it's going to be just, we're just explaining a lot of different things. We're just explaining this too, because I don't want you to fall into pitfalls here. Yeah, absolutely. And essentially what happens in that unhealthy cycle is, you know, this is where we mentioned earlier, like issues are brought up over and over and over again. And it comes like, we've talked about this a million times. It's because an unhealthy resolution, like there's not a resolution. It's, you know, or if there is, it's like some person just said, yeah, whatever you say. Uh, I used to do that too. I'd be like, yeah, whatever you say. But ultimately I wasn't heard or understood or like a part of it. I was just like, well, yeah, whatever. And, you know, that did not go over well with me. And so then it was brought up again. So uh, lastly here, another unhealthy, I just kind of want to point this out, is an unhealthy also sounds like I'll do what I want. And unhealthy fighting, it's like I'll do what I want. And Tommy and I were both guilty of this in different Mm ways. Yeah, you Um, get to like kind of boiling points, breaking points where this mm -hmm. happens. Threatening different things and going the like, or, you know, I felt like Tommy went more of like the almighty, like you're lucky I'm here type of stance. And like, you're lucky I just chose to come back. And it's like, ah, make me gag. Like, you know, I'm not seeing that beneficial here, right? Like, no, like let's like actually truly solve issues versus versus that. And I would threaten like, oh, I'm just going to do me. And I would go out and, you know, stay out into like late hours of the night, all unhealthy. Like there was absolutely all with the wrong people, obviously wrong people, wrong environments, you not shouldn't healthy. You should that late with anyone really aside from your spouse. But even then it's questionable if it's like the, really the right time of night. But yeah, like what are you doing? There, yeah. There's a lot of questions there, but we can dive all into that in another episode. 
but a typically unhealthy is is also very frequent fighting. This comes up a lot. Like I can't, we can't, we fight every day. There's nothing we can talk about. Like we can, you know, if we try and share anything emotional, we fight. And for Tommy and my, on, and for Tommy and me, it was literally anything. We we fought on it. It was. Yeah. Most couples I get on the phone with, like they can talk about logistical day to day stuff. You know, like kids, work, food, stuff like that. But they can't talk about deeper things. We couldn't talk about either one, really. Very rarely could we ever talk about logistical things. But most of the time, that was if we were suppressing things and in person with someone else. And even then, it was still kind of passive. Be aggressive, be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Passive aggressive is, is a huge one. So health, unhealthy typically does have a lot of passive aggressiveness. And where healthy is, like, you know, there's two resolves. Like you can talk about things and really in, in healthy conflict, like in healthy fighting, you can have a conversation about anything, even if you disagree and it not get out of hand, you know, and that's a, that's a huge aspect to know. Cause you know, I, I, well, I'll, I'll hit on that more in a minute, but like, it's just in that aspect to know that, you know, in healthy fighting, you can talk about anything. It's not going to cause you to freak out and lose your mind. So it brings us to this question of, well, if we're both healthy individuals, will we still fight? Like, are we going to like, you know, if we, if we put in the work and the effort into our marriage and into ourselves, will we still fight? Yes. Yes, you will. Yeah. It's not heaven. I'm sorry. Until you get there, that's not, not the way it works. So you will fight, but it is very different. Very uh, different. And especially very different for us compared to how it used to be in the past. You know, I would, t- she'll tell you one of her absolute story, favorite stories here. But. Yes. And, and, and I'll show, I'll share this because this means a lot to me because it, one, it just reminds me and I like to reflect of how far we've grown and how far we've come. Cause we are not the same people whatsoever. Our family dynamics, not the same whatsoever either. And, you know, about six, eight, six months ago, something like that, you know, we were all out in a public, we had public, public place. We had went, went out to eat and, you know, there was this, Um, our kids saw a couple who were fighting. They were fighting in the parking lot and it was very toxic. Like the couple was yelling, they were belittling, there was aggressiveness. They were like screaming at each other and just like, you can see the hostile, like the hostileness on, on like the guy's face and just that, you know, aggressiveness. Like it was kind of scary. And my kids quickly went and got in the car and hid and they were, and they asked me like, why were they acting that way? And I was I was ecstatic for a lot of different reasons, but win, win, win here for me and like in my mental note here for our house is that our kids do not see fighting in the sense of this toxic, unhealthy behaviors. They were so appalled and revolted and confused when they saw that type of yelling and passive aggressiveness and belittling and just that rage because they don't see that anymore. Like, you know, they were so little when we were in our hell on earth. And so they don't, they don't see that. And it just makes me like realize one, how far we've grown, but they see fighting now. Like when we verbalize, say like, I don't agree with you. And then we discuss it and come up to like a win-win resolution. So that's what our kids see. And this wouldn't have been the case at all, all those years ago. And so we share this to show you that one, you can change and grow. You can set the example. Yes, like there will be things you disagree on. That's good. Like it's good that you disagree on things, but it's how, how you disagree, how you go about it. Yeah, you two really aren't 
so you you really two are different people is what I meant to say. Uh, you're two very different people. Very. Like, like when people tell us they have always agreed on things, it's kind of funny, honestly, because honestly, most likely that's never the case. No. Uh, realistically, what happens is, is like we know instantaneously, number one, that someone in the relationship, most likely someone is suppressing themselves, avoiding confrontation. And what happens here, this, and you may be like, that's not us, but you'll be, you'll be reaching out to us in the future. Just wait. So like, this is what happens. Like their spouse leaves after like 20 years and they suppress themselves. These typical behaviors of these people are like, they put their kids first over everything. They put their spouse first, everything maybe, or maybe not their spouse, but their kids or both. Um, They put everyone else first, put themselves last. They're always, you know, being nice to everyone. Everyone loves them and all this other stuff. They seem like the mom of the year, dad of the year, all these types of things. But then all of a sudden one day they leave and no, it's not a midlife crisis. I don't even agree with that statement. It can happen in your 30s. It can happen in your 40s, 60s. See it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I heard about the other day happening to someone like in there, like an elderly person. So like regardless here, like this is one of those things that people don't understand that when this happens, what happens is their cup gets empty substantially. And it's not just about going out and doing their nails or whatever it is, right? It's about also like understanding that that cup eventually fills up with something called bitterness and resentment and anger. And then they end up losing their identity, whether it's in the role of wife and mom, provider, whatever it is, that's where they go. Yep. And then, so it's that shutdown. So when people are like, we always agree on everything. I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign at all. You know? And so it's actually healthy to have disagreements. I'll be a thousand percent transparent here. Tommy and I are drastically different people. I'm day, he's night, I'm sunshine, he's rain. Any way else you want me to put it? I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, just, no. I like to play with him about that. But, um, cause I like to play, like I'm all about the play. So the brightness and the play is my thing, right? And, you know, that's not Tommy. However, you know, in that case, like, so does that mean we agree on everything? No, we are, we have different opinions on a lot of things. And, you know, we do have like, obviously we we do have common goals and like our values align in those aspects, but we challenge each other. We like in, in a great healthy way, you know, we both challenge each other we push each other to grow, to think differently, to not just see it my way or the highway. And we actually use our strengths to accomplish a lot more than just being all one person. And, you know, we're able to bring in multiple opinions and differences in situations just because we're, we're able to, you know, understand that, hey, having a difference of opinion doesn't mean conflict and conflict isn't bad. And that we can have a disagreement and be able to work through it. And through working through it, we're going to come out better than if one person would have just made whatever decisions all alone. Because we both are incredibly talented and skilled people. We just have strengths in different areas and we see things differently. So we bring that together. Yeah, we're really honestly like different people in a lot of different ways. Uh, There's a lot of different areas that like we're different. You know, I would say we've coached hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people around the world and I have yet to meet anybody more different than us. Uh, So just to say that, oh, we're too different. We have nothing in common. That's baloney. It's lame freaking excuse. And you know what you're talking about. So like when it boils down to it, we're very, very different. Yet we get along great. And we are around each other all the time. So pretty much. Um, Also, you know, yes, she loves a lot of play. I'm like the opposite when it comes to those types of things. Like, you know, I could work 
It's funny because she used to call me lazy. Yes. But um, I did. I'm but guilty. It, it, I'm not, right? I'm probably the opposite of any of that, right? And it's you know, it's one of those things. I could work 18. I'm a naturally born and bred entrepreneur. I love building a business. I could work all day long, 18-hour days, nonstop, 365, screw holidays, just all year, goal-driven, and I can rest when I'm in heaven. That's yeah. like, it's not my, it's not the way I do things, but no. definitely by not, I could if I was single for sure. But, but even then I wouldn't have a life, be honest with you. That's not healthy either. But regardless, like, it, you know, I'm just explaining the differences here. Whereas she could go on vacations all the time. I could play and all the time. And I know that's an infinity statement, but it's true. Yeah. I could just work and play. <laughs> I could just travel and just, I, I would be, I would be fine. She uh, could be a. I swear, Not if she was single, she'd be a hippie in a van somewhere. Yeah, my mom tells me I was born in the wrong era. <laughs> I should have just been a hippie with a van. Um, just been a nomad. And, you know, but that's okay. And so through that, but just to be clear, Tommy still utilizes his strengths and his work mm -hmm. and like his disciplines. And I utilize my play. And, you know, so, but we're not sacrificing ourselves in order, like, you know, to be married. And we're not in this like, oh torturous day like no like we're able to work through this and we both win and we both have our cups filled and you know we work together because we know how to work together and to communicate and come up with these things where we can resolve issues and you know all the underlying issues because if you can't solve those underlying issues you're not gonna be able to, to move this <laughs> yeah we really wanted to change your perspective about what about fighting in general um that it doesn't have to be a bad thing no it's not be honest with you. Confrontation doesn't have to be bad. Uh, we work with clients all the time on, you know, breaking the beliefs around confrontation and what that looks like. That's a big deal. That, that It's a massive deal to mm -hmm. do that. Also, like, you know, when it comes down to it, like what you see in society, number one, is not healthy. Mm -hmm. It's not normal. We live in a fallen world. Uh, you know, God didn't make a, a bad world. We sinned and brought sin into the world. That's why you have death and all these other things inside of it. That's why that's there and sin and, you know, horrible things that happen to people. That's why that's there. But when it comes down to these types of things, like society and what you see in society and what's normal, oh, just move on to the next person, you know, if you don't get along, that's not, that's not healthy. And if I know, of course, fighting's not healthy either, um, the way people do it. But just because that's the way people do it doesn't mean you have to do it that way either. No, you can have more, you can be more, and you can be the one to change your family forever. Just like Tommy and I were, you know, in that aspect, like we changed our families forever. And like our kids have a different example to follow, like they're being taught differently. And so you don't have to continue the toxic patterns. Even if your kids are older, you can still teach them and change things. So you don't have to stay in the same way that you have been. It's your choice. Now, you may not have been taught how to fight or how to handle confrontation or how to express yourself without all the yelling, the screaming, and the being loud. And like, that's okay. That wasn't your fault that you weren't taught, but it is your responsibility to fix it, to learn. You have to have that honest conversation with yourself. Like, yeah. you know, when we were going through this, did you fall more into the unhealthy fighting or the healthy, you know? And like Most I said, people listen to it, probably definitely unhealthy. Yeah. And be honest. That's the whole thing. Like I'm going to emphasize, be honest with yourself there. So it is your responsibility to fix it. It's you can't use whatever trauma you, you went through as an excuse. Like, right. I can't continue to be able to blame like my brother or my dad or like the, the divorce or how I was raised or, you know, my dad not wanting me or his craziness. I, I can't, I cannot blame that. 
and justify an unhealthy behavior in myself. No, I have to learn how to process through and heal from that trauma, which I have. And I'm so thankful that I've actually dealt with it and not just been aware of some things so that I can change myself and our family line forever. Absolutely. You have the power to change your family tree forever. Literally, you can be the one like the matrix to change your family tree forever. It's your choice. Uh, it can in everything that's bad for the most part can end with you, you know, so not seeing it to be perfect, but when it comes down to these things, we're also not saying that like, oh, just fix it. Just talk about it. That's not what we're saying. There's a lot that you don't see here. So much so. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of stuff uh, that you would need to learn to be able to do this. But um, you can always reach out to us for help, of course. But regardless, we just want to challenge you today was the main thing. Bring some things to light here. And we, uh, we love you. God loves you. And we hope you have an amazing day. Have a good one. Bye. Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.